Hi, this is Ivanya Easley with The Closet Chronicles. This podcast is all about delving a little deeper into the fashion industry and interviewing other fashion professionals to share their story and their journey. I am the founder and CEO of Styled by Love E and Love E Fashion, and we are so excited to have our guest today. She is the is it general manager of Rag and Bone? General manager, store manager, it's all the same. <laughs> oh, awesome. General manager slash store manager of Rag and Bone, um, which is a denim company along with other clothing brands. She's going to tell us all about it. Please introduce yourself and welcome. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, like you said, my name is Cecilia. Uh, I am the store manager at Rag and Bone in Buckhead Village in Atlanta, Georgia. And it is all the good things, all the things that you ever need in your closet, the timeless, the recycled. Um, it's just a really, really good brand. So, yeah. awesome. How long have you been with the brand? I am going on actually a year with RAG. Okay. Okay. Now, did you work with them? At, is the parent company in New York? Yes. So our headquarters is in New York. That's where we birthed. Um, our first store was there on Christopher Street. Okay. Um, and our CEO and our founder at the time, uh, once it started, his name is Marcus, um, but everything was all started up in New York City. And did you get to work at that store or you just been able to visit? I was actually able to visit, um, well, not Christopher Street, because unfortunately they did close that earlier this year, but I was able to visit our headquarters off um, West 13th, um, and it's an amazing building, but I was able to visit our headquarters and see all the ins and outs of the makings and designing and the production that goes behind creating a wonderful collaboration or a collection for all the seasons. I love that. I love that. And of course, we got to get into your background. How did you start? Yay. Did you go to school for fashion or did you fall into it like some of the rest of us? Tell us <laughs> your journey. Oh my gosh, it's always been a journey. I will definitely say even before I even started working, I think what started my love for fashion was this probably is like every girl in America, but it was America's Next Top Model. Um, I remember like watching it on the CW and Me being, too. Like, super you upset. You took us back with that one. Yes. <laughs> super obsessed. It was me and my best friend. Um, and so we started like becoming like creative directors in our own right and creating photo shoots and doing like these amazing makeup looks. Um, and it, it was just amazing. And th- that was just a time of us just being like pure creative. Okay. Um, so that was, of course, like in high school and uh, maybe even middle school, honestly, we've been friends for so long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we, we started out doing all that kind of stuff. And then I was like, I want to go to school for music. And uh, so I went to school and I was like, I hate it here. I absolutely don't like it. It's not as creative as I thought it was going to be. I don't want to sing opera. Um, so then I changed my mind and changed lanes and ended up actually going to school for cinematography. Um, because I wanted to understand what it takes to develop film or, and I think at that time, I think Instagram was just starting out and YouTube was starting to become like a big, a big deal. Um, and so I wanted to really understand like how to, how to do those things. Um, and so with that, I kind of was, uh, becoming creative directors for indie artists in Orlando, which is where I'm originally from. Um. So a little bit of a little bit more on the music side, um, mm-hmm. and I was helping my friends and other artists kind of curate their looks and curate what their brand identity would be like when they were, you know, expressing themselves online and in the social media world. So that's basically okay, so you how were I. Styling. 
I was, you know, styling and profiling, which is, you know, always the, I feel like it's the base of, you know, just being in retail. You have to know yes. how to style and, you know, yes. put things together for sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Definitely. So did you go to school um, in Florida since that's where you're originally from? Yeah, yeah, I did. So I, I went to Rollins College. And then, of course, like I said, I was like, nope, I don't want to do that anymore. So then I ended up going to Orlando Technical College for the cinematography program that they had there. Okay. And then from yeah. there, did you start working in um, high-end and luxury retail? And once mm. you started working with, you know, the singers and styling on on the side and whatnot, how did you get into, like, leading to Rag & Bone? Oh, yeah. It's, that, like, again, a journey, right? So I was, I was working part-time. This is, like, a real, real, real throwback. I was working part-time. <laughs> At Fredericks of Hollywood. That is where I got my They start. had an actual location? I thought they was always online. No. Fredericks of Hollywood. Girl, we were the girls. We had cheetah print carpet, red walls. It was... Wait a minute. You know what? I think I do remember that now that I think about it. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so, so you really were selling the sexy lingerie and clothes. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but you know what? For every outfit, you have to have a great foundation. And I always say, I think I have yes, a great foundation. That's when true. it comes to just styling, and I had an understanding of what a bra should look like and what underwear should be worn, and like you know what undergarments yes. and you know what's gonna snatch you could be the snatcherization that you need. So um, that was my beginnings and. From there, I was like, okay, maybe I can do this a little bit more because it was paying. And yeah. um, right at that moment, like the studios weren't really hiring in Orlando. They kind of had already had their, um, you know, they're already at capacity. So I was like, you know, I'll just stick to retail for now. And then I'll kind of shimmy my way back over into film. But I ended up sticking with it. And I've, I've worked for some really amazing brands. Um, yeah, I was going to say, limiteds, where did you go upon? Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so I started working for The Limited. Um, I moved to White House Black Market, Victoria's Secret. I've worked for Guess. So a lot of really good brands. And then after I worked for Guess, I was just like, okay, I really want to make the pivot into more contemporary, mm -hmm. into that contemporary luxury world. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was able to actually open up the Reese here in Atlanta, um, which is another really cool brand. Um, very... How would I explain Reese? It's very royal, I will say, because the okay. royals do wear a lot of that particular designer. Um, oh. But it's basically uh, sophisticated wear with a little bit of an edgy twist. So occasionally, okay. like on the dresses, there'll be like a little cutout in the back, but in a way that it's not um, too revealing, but yet okay. still sophisticated. So okay. I, was, I fell in love with there. I was there for quite some time. Okay. Um, and then I was there throughout the pandemic and it got to a point where, okay, I was like, this is becoming a little redundant and I really want to be able to kind of dress people for everyday life where yeah. I felt that Reese was more so for the girl that was, you know, going to a corporate office every day, but she really didn't have like a, a an amazing social life, if, if you, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so I decided, you know, I want to try something new and that's when I kind of found Rag and Bone, which is really amazing. I love that. I love that. Now, yeah. um, do you think that being in retail, especially like as a store manager versus a general salesperson, I'm not sure, you know, the title that y'all call your yeah. associates in the store. What do you feel like up is the difference one between the two? Cause obviously there is a difference and you probably managing schedules and the team and all the things, but just for listeners, if they aspire or are interested in getting and moving up retail beyond being just at the store level of a sales associate, 
what do you suggest as far as advice um, for them to be able to do that? I would say, well, of course you want to be the best, absolutely be the best and really understand the client journey. Um, if you don't understand that, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to be able to make money. Um, and of course, building relationships with your clients and having that emotional connection is number one, because I have clients that have literally followed me from when I was at White House Black Market almost a decade ago. That'll still shop with me right now at Rag and Bone and they still come into my store. And, and you know, of course, like I'm not in that role anymore to where I'm selling on the sales floor 100%, but I will step off just to do that because that's my first love. Yes. Um, so I definitely suggest, obviously, everything comes with hard work, but really yes. understanding what the client journey is and how you can impact that and then put your own spin on it so that it doesn't feel like anyone else and that gives that client the experience they deserve. Yes. Okay. Totally agree. Love that. Um, what do you feel like are some good characteristics of even working in retail, whether you want to you know, start at the entry level and work your way up? or whatnot just you feel like a person should have and some skills oh, man. Along, I oh, mean, along with character yeah. but the skill says you think also to do the job i think you have to also know how to talk to people um it, that's just the name of the game like it, it, it's basically an elevated customer service role <laughs> yes <laughs> with, with that so you're playing in a big closet at the end of the day um and so i think that it's super important that you're able to kind of meet the level of who you're speaking with but also know how to know how to back down when when it comes to like different issues that may arise in the store and some things aren't that serious it's, it's definitely a, a relationship it's relationship building for sure um but you know understanding when to step down and or when to be like okay i'm going to control this situation um but yeah i think that anyone that is super positive and is okay with receiving no all the time or maybe more than once and doesn't feel like that will hurt them in any way that is the person that i want uh to have in my store i want someone that's okay with hearing no and is going to suggest something different or and and not affect them for sure yeah yeah definitely and then um what do you feel like is your biggest success thus far in your professional career and then, of course, what has been your biggest challenge? So I like to get both success and um, what's the challenge, either a past challenge or a current challenge. Oh, right now, a current challenge is staffing. <laughs> and I hear really, every business is saying that, though, like everybody needs help. And I'm like, why? Where is everybody working if everybody still need to hire? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, it is really the weirdest thing. Like, I was like, OK, well, before the pandemic, we were fine. We were full and we, you know, we had too many candidates now. I can't even find a candidate to save my life. Um, and I feel like I'm very, very well connected, you know. Um, but I will say um, that's probably one of the biggest challenges right now. Um, but leveraging my connections has been extremely helpful and getting myself staffed and maybe even helping my other colleagues um, in the center that I'm in, helping them find some amazing uh, talent as well. Um, but, you know, that that's always been a struggle. I think also uh you know opening rag and bone and trying to figure out the market and making sure that customers know that we're here and how to how to do that in a way that is super organic and it doesn't feel like made up you know or very yeah. forced you know 
we want to have like that organic, you know, like the organic conversation we're having now, but yes. you know, doing that in a way that people will really be like, Oh, I'm very excited for Ragamon. I want to come and shop, you know? Yeah. Um, so doing that right now, it has come with a little bit of challenges, just, you know, with people now COVID is gone. So people yeah. are traveling and they're outside of, you know, the four walls of the United States. And yeah. so right now we're feeling, we're feeling that a little bit, but fall is here. People are coming back and it'll be back. We'll bounce back. No problem. Um, but success wise, um, oh my God, I've had so many different things. I, I feel like I've always been super successful when it comes to numbers and um, I'm definitely a numbers girl and always beating myself when it comes to our LYs um, and and just like doing better than we did the year before. And that's all, you know, that's all that the companies really ask for, really just having an understanding of the business in that way um, yeah. and being able to speak to it. But I think another, uh, one of my superpowers, I would say, just being the, the mayor of of the neighborhood, you know, like, <laughs> I know everybody, I know yes. what's going on. And if you know what's going on, you can really like tilt your business in the right direction so that it can be successful. And um, just having those really great conversations with everyone everywhere and yes. seeing what other people are doing. And I'm not shy to ask like, okay, you're, you're it seems like you're doing well over there. What are you doing? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, getting those answers from other people for sure. I love that. It sounds like having a strong network and a good network is helpful um, mm-hmm. to you professionally and probably personally as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Um, what do you feel like is a important piece of advice you would give someone, um, who wants to be in the fashion industry? And even from like all of your experiences, you've worked in, uh, different retailers, but you also did styling and for artists and music and all the things. What do you just feel like is an important trait for someone wanting to get into this space because it's not the same as being like a school teacher or a doctor or nurse or any of those kind of things, more traditional. Yeah. Being yourself. Yeah. It's just quite simply like no one can be you. And so figuring out who the the best you is. And I, for myself every morning, like I just wake up and I'm like, okay, how can I be the best Cecilia? How can I be the best form of me? And really taking that time to meditate in the morning and you yeah. know, doing my five minute journal and really centering myself so that I don't lose myself in all the chaos that is around us. Because let's be honest, it's very chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The world is chaotic. It so is it's just making sure that we stay centered um, in, in, in wanting to do what we want to do and being focused in that. So be yourself, but remembering who you are and focusing on like, who am I? And, you know, we do change and we evolve. But as yeah. long as that you're aware of that, like you'll be fine, and people will love you for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't um, not appreciate authenticity. Um, what's the most important lesson? Ooh, or if not the most important, something you feel is important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? That is a loaded question. Um, let's see. What is the most important lesson, like, or a lesson like that I've learned just working in retail? Uh, yes, but I mean, if you got a life lessons, they can take that too. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, don't burn any bridges. Like, yes. I think that a lot of people. I've noticed that in Atlanta, people are just like, I don't really care. And they're just like, I, I'm just going to burn it. I don't even care. And it's just like, girl, like, Look, they said they following, they said they following the meme, I burn bridges because I can swim. Oh <laughs> Have you ever God. seen that I, meme? No, that is so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. But honey, like, 
you know, I mean, you know, it's one perspective, but I yeah. agree. Uh, if you yeah. don't have to burn a bridge, even if you don't want to walk across it no more, you could always leave things at a, a good place, or at least on a uh, we agree to disagree, but it doesn't have to actually be no beef. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta be a pescatarian. <laughs> right. <laughs> absolutely. Like, do whatever, do you, but. I mean, I think don't burn bridges. I'm even for myself. Like I'm a witness to it. Because Atlanta I, is very small. Everybody knows so, everybody. Okay. Everyone knows everyone. And, and if you think they don't, they know somebody places. that you know. So it's the same thing. <laughs> oh yeah, and you know, you never know what people are going to say behind yeah. your back. And yeah. you know, one of the biggest, I think that is a, a big thing. Like, be careful who you say things to. Yeah. I mean, I've had to learn that. I thought everyone was my friend. I grew up very sheltered, and yeah. you know, I, I thought everyone had my back. Um, and their heart and people really don't they really like they want to push themselves forward and yeah. so people you, they'll take whatever you said and take it out of context or yeah or, like or a game of telephone, okay? yeah and it's like that is not even like where I was coming from with that like yeah. that is crazy um yeah. but yeah like I, I've I've had um situations where I had a district manager who worked for one company and I mean this was so many years ago it was like when I had first moved to Atlanta Mm-hmm. And I ended up leaving that brand and going somewhere else, but it didn't burn the bridge. Yeah. And all of a sudden my phone rings and she's like, Hey, like, what are you doing? I, I need you over here. And so that, that door was open just because I, I stayed in contact. And yes. I kept a positive attitude and, yeah. you know, and, and she just loved me being super authentic and, and what I'm doing. So. Yeah, no, yeah. I totally agree. And that makes um, a lot of sense. And sometimes it's just common sense. But yeah, Mm -hmm. um, because what is it? I think it's another saying about like the janitor can end up becoming a CEO. So that's why you need to be treating, you know, everyone with respect and kindness and not be like, oh, you know, I feel like you're below me or you're not the person I want to get to. So I'm going to focus on only networking, you know, up instead of across. And so I definitely agree with all that. Like you want to be kind and respectful to everybody outside of being good manners, Mm -hmm. Uh, but just, you know a good thing to do and be because yeah, you don't know who everybody is connected to and what opportunity you might miss out on. Cause you, you know, not acting right or not maintaining um, a good uh, reputation in these streets. <laughs> yeah. You never know who you'll run into. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Um, it's so nice to meet you. I've heard so much about you and everything You're they like, said what? has been consistent with you know who you are and how you present and carry yourself and i was like wow that's good to know i mean my name is pretty unusual so like it's one thing if you were like talking about oh tiffany jessica you might not be talking about you say Vanya, you're most likely talking about me because Mm -hmm. that's the plus and minus about having a unique name (laughs) absolutely there's only one there's only one exactly (laughs) exactly so i'm glad that i am who i am uh and say who i am and always am that person and that goes back to you just being authentic and talking about being authentic because now you don't have to try to remember well who was i with this person versus that person Mm -hmm. i am who i am so what you see is what you get yeah absolutely love that and we love love, and we love what we get we love exactly (laughs) exactly no we had a good time at the store yesterday uh and your team with them the dresses i was like sir now what i'm supposed to do with an extra small extra small but he gave it to you anyways i don't know what he was thinking he was like i thought it was a small (laughs) like my knee can fit in here but (laughs) right but the way that's it are set up matter of fact i need to uh, go by the same stress anyway hello
Yes, I can. <laughs> okay, it, it's back. Um, the phone had rang, so it had cut us off, but it brought it right back. So thank oh, God, because I was like, oh my God, I don't. I'm, I'm new with this already. How am I gonna make the connection work? <laughs> and hopefully, uh, it didn't take away from what um we already recorded. Because I oh, remember, I'm using a new system, so okay. I'm not sure how it works with the new system versus my old system. We're going to see. But anyway, um, <laughs> we're about to wrap up shortly. So the last few questions are, that made me hit lose my train of thought when we got interrupted. Is um, Did I ask you what is a common myth? A common myth? No, yeah, about not. the industry. Because I feel like people, for me, for example, is like, oh my God, you get to play with clothes all day and spend other people's money shopping. And I'm like, mm-hmm. not quite. Mm-mm. No, because you have to deal with all those personalities. Like, no. Yes, there's a <laughs> lot more to it than that. It's a little yeah. bit more uh, detail. So that's why I say, what is a common myth you feel like people might have about uh, your job? And that is not the case. Like, maybe as you get all the clothes at 90% discount. I don't know. But what is- <laughs> I, I wish. I wish it was 90%. I would have so many more clothing. But we do get a we get a very generous discount, um, but it's not that generous. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, they, they're a business, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's very, very business. They gotta, you know, they gotta make their money as well, even though their bottom line is like pretty low. But you know, um, <laughs> let's see. What is a common myth of working in retail? Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I, I've never really had anyone ask me anything like a myth. I've been working in this so long. I don't know what the myth could possibly be, but uh, <laughs> probably the same of just either the discounts is real big or you get to work with celebrities or it's just fun, yeah. fun, fun all the time. Cause I feel like people feel not. like fashion is not a real job sometimes or not a serious job. It's not a serious. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I will definitely think, I think people think I play all day. Yeah. And I'm like, no, guys, like, I'm literally running someone else's business. That like, part. There's spreadsheets, <laughs> reports, data. Yes. Like, and it's so much math stupid. in fashion. Oh, I feel yes. like people don't realize how much math is in all these doggone counting yeah. clothes and wholesale, yes. retail, markups, markdowns. I my dad for doing. Like, we yeah. were in, like, third grade, and he was giving us these, like, sixth grade math workbooks, and he was like, here you go you're going to do this this summer. And so we're going through, like, I'm so happy for that because I mean, I can do math in my head. I can give you the percentage. Like, you know, I'm doing all the different things. I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, I'm looking at our KPIs and figuring out, okay, well, if we do this, if we sell one more t-shirt, you know, and how do you get to that? Okay. Can I sell one more t-shirt? And how many transactions we need? And, you know, just that math on on the selling perspective, but then, on the back half, you know, all the operations wise, there's, there's a lot of stuff. There's a yes, lot of, that goes into it. Yeah. There's a lot of moving of product. Like yeah. this product is being shipped back to warehouse, but then I have to ship every, all of these different styles to this store, that store and the other. And, you know, and I'm like, well, am I getting anything back? And I'm looking, I'm like, okay, I'm not getting anything back. Now I have to put in a request form to make sure that when my client walks in the door, they see products that they relate to. And so yeah. there's, you know, there's all those different things as well. And, and of course, one thing I will say about Rag and Bone that I haven't been afforded with other brands is the freedom of talking to the buyers on a bi-weekly yeah. basis, um, them trying to figure out the market of Atlanta and making sure that I have what I need to be successful. I've never had that kind of su- support 
before. Um, but yeah, do I talk to buyers? Sure. But it's, you know, I have to make them understand the Atlanta market, which is very, yeah. very difficult for a New Yorker to, to, to girl to grab and con yeah. uh, you know, to understand. They don't think that you would, not even just rag and bone, but just retailers in general don't think maybe they should start having buyers in different parts of the country that know the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I don't a, know. They're like, oh, we're just going to be in New York and we're going to buy from everything. And I'm like, have you ever every been part of the country Atlanta? is different. Yeah. yeah. West Coast, Atlanta, New York, Midwest. Yeah. yeah, it's all different. And of course, like a Miami may be similar to an LA in some sense, but it's, yeah. not, it's still not the exact same. But and especially Atlanta, the like we are, yeah. yeah, we're, we have, I always say there's two distinct customers here in Atlanta. You have a, a really cool streetwear customer, mm -hmm. and then you have the Southern Bell conservative customer. Those two customers Look, don't where hang do out I with fall each in? other. Right. <laughs> Those two customers don't hang out with each other, yeah. but we have to make sure that we have things that are accommodating to, to, to both if you want to sell both. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yep. so yeah, it is definitely, I, I guess those are the myths, but you know, the, the co the clothing just magically appears and mm -hmm. it appears in the store to look all beautiful. Like, no girl, I have to actually figure out how to put it here in here to yeah. make it look good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And make sure it's stuff that we want to buy, like you said, for the people that are in Atlanta versus mm -hmm. maybe what New Yorkers buy or people in LA or Miami, even mm -hmm. Texas can be a different market and that's still oh, considered Texas the is, Okay. Yeah, Texas is <laughs> stupid like they're in comparison to us it's like not even the same yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah. What, what is okay what is your favorite no 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 my God, i'm not even gonna ask that let me go to this if you could have did anything else <laughs> is there another job that you would have wanted to do if you did anything else. Like somebody told me they wanted to be, they would have wanted to be a hip hop artist if they wasn't doing fashion. I was like, oh, okay, give me your hip hop name. I thought that was cute and different. <laughs> I would have never guessed that from her. I would have never, like, she didn't give me that vibe. But I was like, you never know. So, I mean, did you secretly want to be an astronaut? Like, I don't know. What would you do <laughs> if you wasn't, you know, doing what you do now? Oh my gosh. Um, Probably there are probably two things which I think that I can still pivot into these things if I wanted to. <laughs> you know, there's always that like you know that little spark in the back to yes. be able to do it. Um, I think I probably would go back into the creative directing space. I think I would be amazing at doing that um, and kind of like building, you know, looks and building branding for you know doing that stuff that I was doing way back in the day. Would but you do it for branding. artists though, or for brands, or for who? You know, I, because I've worked in retail for so long, I think that sometimes brands have an issue of figuring out, you know, how to solidify who they are um, okay. and make sure that that's, um, I guess, received by the, you know, their online, their potential client online. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think I would work some more with brands with that. And maybe even if brands wanted to go more of brick and mortar, Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, exiting the e-commerce and and coming into a you know a plaza or a shopping center, yeah. How would you do that? And because I, I know that that's, I think that's a very big void. There's a lot of, um, oh yeah, most definitely miscommunication with that. So I think I would probably be like a consultant, maybe. Okay, and that you're like, right. You know, that is something you could actually do. I know. I feel like I can. I might be able to do that. 
So that might be something that I would do. And there's so many different brands, especially here in Atlanta, that would, yeah. that should be inside of, you know, a Linux or a Fix yeah. and, you know, these, you know, these Lux brands, they should be doing that. Yeah. Um, and then maybe, I know we were talking about this earlier, I probably would be, I probably would like kind of do music again. Okay. If okay. I could, I probably would. <laughs> now with the music, would you want to be like an artist or producer or A&R or just, um, I probably would singing? be an artist. Okay. I probably would be an artist, but, I, but maybe like a background singer mostly, but then oh, I probably okay. would like every once in a while. Come okay. out with a cute little single. Not a cute little single. <laughs> you know, just a little something for the girls and the boys. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. And um, we're going to get to our final questions now, which are, what three movies, books, or podcasts would you recommend? And I say that just because everybody learns differently, and you might not like movies, but love podcasts and books, or whatever the case may be. So if you got some for all three categories, great. If you don't, then whatever you do have out of those three, tell us and let us know so that we can go and read it, watch it, or learn and listen. You know, I have no idea, like, when it comes to movies, <laughs> like, I, I've i actually been on this kick recently to where I've been going back and watching movies from my childhood. So I've rewatched, like, The Color Purple. I've never okay. watched it as an adult. Um, for Color Girls, I went, mm-hmm. re, you know, rewatched it as an adult just, yeah. just to see, like, first of all, those stories are very traumatic. Like, they're yeah, very Yeah, they very are. And it's like, why do we make fun of these movies? Like, this is so crazy. But, you know, that's the culture and what we do. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been doing right now. So I do encourage people to go back and rewatch, you know, some of those, um, movies. I think the next one I'm going to be watching is, I think it's Beloved. I think I'm going to go back and watch that. Are you um, only rewatching like tragedy though? Like, you know, yes, I kind of am. Man, you can go back and rewatch a lot of stuff. It just seems I like mean, based on what you done gave me so far, you want to yeah. be sad. <laughs> I some, you know, sometimes you want to be sad, you know. I think, that, but I think I've just been going back and rewatching those things because I think as a child you can't really like comprehend. Yes. yes. Um, but occasionally I do go back and watch me a really, really good Disney movie. Like I watched the Cheetah Girls the other day, so huh, you know, I'll go back and rewatch. Maybe but... the Cheetah Girls is related to because I mean you can at least look at the fashion and tie it absolutely. Um, the I don't know about era. the fashion of the other movies you mentioned and tying it into anything, but it might be some inspiration there somewhere. It might be some inspo in there. But yeah, <laughs> what about books or podcasts then? Yeah, so um, for books, I've been reading um, Home Sweet Mansion, How to Make Your Home Feel Really Good, okay. um, which has been really nice. And then Woman Evolved. I mean, I'm keeping it simple over here. Um, okay, Sarah Jakes. Yes, Sarah Jenks. You uh, have you been to the conference before? I have not. That is something that is on my to-do list, but I was actually able to see her uh, actually like about a month ago. She was um, at the Tasha Cobbs conference here in Atlanta. Ah, okay. Um, so I was able to see her minister. I know her stylist. Really amazing. Oh, yeah. Jay, is it Jay? <laughs> yeah, Jay I ran into him at Essence as well, but we worked on a photo shoot together for a magazine here. He's uh, literally amazing. And he then we ran into like each other shopping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's amazing. I love him. He's nice. He's nice. Yeah. But yeah, oh, so that's, that's what I've been reading. And I went to her conference podcasts. in Atlanta before years and years ago. It was really good. Yeah, she's amazing. She's really, really, really good. Um, and then what other thing? You said podcasts, right? Yes. Oh, uh, and are there uh, any fashion books as well that you're reading or just no? I you know what? I don't read any Or any fashion books, books like, you would recommend? Let me think. 
Oh my gosh. I'm like, I haven't read a fashion book in so long. <laughs> I need, maybe I need to go back and read those. Um, I can't think of one right now off the top of my head. Okay. I've been in my my mental health era right now. Yeah, so that's what I, I get you know, it. That's what's And that's good, important so. too, because sometimes if you um, not take care of your mental health, it doesn't free you up to even be creative. And we are in such a creative industry. You want to be mm-hmm. able to let the ideas flow and not be bogged down with all the things to do. So giving yourself that mental health break from all of it can actually open up the creativity to flow professionally. Uh, well, what about other one um, podcast? The podcast I've been listening to the most has been Hello Seven. Um, so it's basically oh, just how Rogers. to. Yes. So that is my... Everybody should be rich, I think, or something like that. Yes. I actually did read that one as well. That's another really good book to read. So if you haven't read it, everyone should be a millionaire. Yes. Um, I was like, what I say? Everybody should be rich. My bad. I mean, but basically, yes. That's that word it different. But yes, I read the book. I thought it was really good too. Yeah. So it's really, really like great. Rachel. But I've been listening. Yeah. I've been listening to her podcast for years 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 like she's been yeah she's been she's the girl i've been listening to that for a while so yeah okay Okay. well is there anything final thoughts you want to leave the people with are there any events coming up at rag and bone we should know about this is our final wrap Yeah, I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And then any final advice or thoughts you want to lead the people with? Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time. I know we had a little bit of technical difficulties starting off, but I'm glad we were able to connect. It was so great seeing you yesterday. Thank you for helping me with my, my little fit. Of course, of course. And then um, please send me the event once y'all finalize the date so I can share with my community and audience as well if it's open to everybody. And then, of course, I'd love to come and support Oh, thank you. thank you. I appreciate it. And I look forward to connecting again with you soon. I have a wonderful rest of the um, week. And worst case, if I don't see you anywhere, I'm going to see you at the Beyonce concert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right, boo. I'm going to talk to you. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>